the podcast. Alrighty, and we are live here with Naomi Shaw. Naomi, how are we doing today? Doing great. It's so nice to be here on this warm SF day. Fantastic. Love it. It's warm. Um, so Naomi is a good friend of mine. Um, and also, so Naomi is the first, you're the first non-comedian guest that I have had so far. Oh my God. That is so much pressure you just put on me to be funny. No, it's the opposite of pressure. I, I brought you on so we could have a serious episode. No, okay, no. good, um, good. But Very yeah, serious. No pressure to be funny. But I was thinking through because I was like, you know, it'd be it's, it's fun to have comedians on, but it's also like they're a bit a bit much and like it's good to have variety and um you're a pretty uh podcast adjacent person let's say so um i was thinking of like you know which of my friends could be good guests kind of from that lens and i thought of you so yeah awesome yeah i would definitely say i'm podcast adjacent and will try my best to match the energy of your comedian friends <laughs> already yeah um well so let me just like just for the people so we were talking before this you're like i've done a lot of podcast interviews and they're all like kind of kind of boring, like how do you raise money and you know fucking manage a company or whatever? Because you do manage a company, yes. uh, you manage Meet Cute, uh, which is a rom com podcast company. Been soaring to big heights, it seems like these days. Um, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, so let me just say, I want to hear just real, and I'm sure you're tired of talking about this, so we'll just do a, a brief thing. But I think the people would be interested. Um, so tell me about sort of like the conception of the idea. Um, and because I'm, you know, I love what you're doing. I'm also not the demographic, I think, uh, for the product. And so, you know, I'm curious to see, hear about like kind of the reception and how you came up with the idea and just sort of like, you know, any other tidbits on how it's been going. Awesome. Okay. So for people who don't know what a meet cute is, first of all, it's, it's a good starting point. Yeah. It's a good starting point. It is the moment in a romantic comedy or any movie really, or film or book where two characters meet for the first time. And tying into comedy, it's usually pretty awkward or funny or... Yeah, like, a, like I spill my coffee on you. And it's like, oh, sorry about that. And exactly. And then it's like, hi, my, you know, yeah. Exactly. Or like the, these two people like hate each other and like they're like fighting for a promotion or something like that. So a meet cute is this like very serendipitous way that two people connect. And so that's the name of the company. And as you can imagine, it's about all of these stories from all walks of life, from different writers, directors, and voice actors that we produce and release on our podcast feed. And so in the last two years, we've made about 400 rom-coms. Damn, that's a lot. It's a lot of rom-coms. Hell yeah. Are those, are those uh, is it mostly fiction or are there any kind of like based on a true story situations going on or what's the, what's the content breakdown? We do both. I would say about like, 90% of our library is fiction, so we have, like, science fiction rom-coms, fantasy rom-coms, superhero rom-coms, kind of like the whole gamut of fiction. Alien meet-cutes? Alien meet-cutes. Oh, I think we do hot. have, like, we definitely have some that, like, take place in the fall of the Roman Empire. I actually don't know if we have any outer space ones. Uh, we have ones that take place in gaming, like, in, like, a Whoa. video game where, like, two characters meet for the first time. It's funny you mention that because uh, two episodes ago, we had, my guest was talking about how um, he is now dating a girl who was following his Twitch stream, and then in Minecraft, like, gave him a gift, and then they sort of started talking and going from there. So, bit of a meet cute as it is. That is a meet cute. Yeah. That, like, see, so, and then, like, now we're starting to get into these real-life stories, and we're realizing that, like... Real life meet cutes sound like fiction meet cutes. Like that yeah. sounds like a movie plot. Yeah. Or like you know the spill your coffee turns into like a thirty six hour date. Like that's absolutely a movie plot that 
someone could have invented. And yeah. so we're starting to branch out into both fiction and nonfiction. And the nonfiction's that's that's like exciting to hear because I feel like most of the time where like that would where someone is fighting for a promotion with someone else, they'll kind of just walk away like with some bitter disdain towards one another. Or like if you if I were to spill my coffee on someone, it probably wouldn't lead to you know a date. So like when you see those shining through, that's. That's what, we get, that's what we're here for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like falling in love with your bus driver who you see every morning or like oh. your barista who makes your coffee. Like just like things that sound mundane, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, I do that every day and I never fall in love like that. So it's <laughs> nice to hear someone that does. So Yeah. Happy for them. Happy for them. Exactly. So it's going well. Um, I, the genesis of it was really identifying this like market gap in feel-good content yeah that sounds so corporate speak but basically like you think about our news doom scrolling true crime horror those are like the biggest types of media that people consume today yeah and and also you know the the rom-com movie genre has largely disappeared which is so sad to me because like mid-2000s rom-coms when they had like friends with benefits and no strings attached out at the same time the heyday it's so true. Like we are, we're we're seeing a lot of like Netflix rom coms, and they're great, and they're like really easy to consume and all of that. But you think about the early two thousands, and you're like, that is, that is where like rom coms were being talked about in pop culture all the time. Yeah. The biggest actors and actresses wanted to land those gigs, and so I think that part of this idea of creating a lot of content, like a big volume of content is to try and get back to that heyday of content or that heyday of the genre of rom-coms and create a bunch of stories that people are like, I would listen to that when I'm walking to work or feeding my cat or whatever it is. Um, And think about entertainment not as just reserved for evenings and weekends, but rather integrated into your life. Like you're taking a break from work. I'm going to listen to a 15-minute story. I'm, uh, you know, about to fall asleep, I'm going to listen to a 15-minute story. So kind of changing, like, behavior around entertainment. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like, I like the podcast medium so much specifically because it's, like, a passive activity and not, like, an active one. So rather than, like, you know, I have 15 minutes to kill, let me just freaking, you know, play a game on my phone or, you know, look at shitty news or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, you can go for a walk. Listen to a, because listening to a podcast on its own is, is kind of not enough of a standalone activity, so you'll pair it with a walk. Or a, you know, clean in the house. You can't just like sit on your couch and listen to a podcast. That's weird. No, you're a psycho if you're doing that. <laughs> Unless it's the best day podcast in which. Obviously. I, I get it. I get it. It's a good content. I um, I actually love that because like something that I've thought about a lot is that when you're watching TV or a movie, people are around you and can see what you're watching. Whereas when oh. you're listening to a podcast, you can tap into the guilty pleasures so much more. That's a good point. And I think that, you know. <laughs> There is so much pressure to kind of like stay up on what's going on in the world and like be tapped in because there are so many fucking important things happening. The daily, up first, NPR, like all exactly. <laughs> and so it's just like I want to, I want to kind of just like consume my own stuff that's gonna chill me out, make me feel nice, and like I'm not gonna get any like you know rewatching The Office. That's something that is kind of stigmatized at this point. You go on the dating apps, like don't talk to me about The Office, but like hey, let, let people have fun, you know, let people enjoy. What they're gonna enjoy. And exactly. Podcasting, pretty private medium to do so. So, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, how's your day going today? Let's see, my day is good. I actually decided to walk here to where we're recording instead oh, of taking nice. an Uber. Nice. And so, got a good walk in. Um, I had about like 10 meetings back to back today. So, 
Needed the walk. Needed the walk. Needed to get fresh air. But, you know, I love the days where I'm, like, stacked on meetings because it means that there's a lot going on and things are things are moving smoothly. So, oh, yeah. good day overall. What I mean, about you? I'm having a pretty fantastic day. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been pretty uh, busy doing... Um, I've been editing some videos for some stuff. Uh, I've been, like, cleaning some stuff. Um, I've... To the, for the show I produce, I'm scheduling some upcoming uh, new shows at new venues, which I'm excited about. So yeah, it's been a productive day. Uh, I slept a little bit more than I would hope uh, today. We all need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, let's not dilly or dally any further. Um, tell me about one of the best days you ever had. All right, so when I was thinking about this, I told you I felt a lot of pressure to find the right day to talk about, and... And there's no right day. I just want to, you know, for any future guests listening, just whatever. Because I think that people don't think about that very often of just like, what what is one of the best days? Because you've had a lot of days, probably a lot of good days. And um, yeah, I think it's just interesting to hear kind of like what comes to mind. So yeah. yeah. So what immediately came to mind was a ski day from oh. when I was young. And I was thinking about it in those days, just like, when you, you know how when you're a kid? Mm-hmm events just feel so big like larger than life you're like like thinking about the ski day in the morning you're like oh my gosh it's gonna be like the best thing ever whereas as adults i went skiing last weekend no fucking big deal it's no big deal i'm like i have all of these other trips planned this year i have so many things at work going on it was just like okay i'm gonna drive to tahoe ski with my friends hang out in the house and it felt like a little blip whereas ski days when i was little were like the best thing ever and i was so excited to like have a full day of just like time outdoors, time with my family. And this day in particular, when you get into it, you'll see why it's so memorable. But it was oh, like yeah. the first thing that popped into my head. Love it. And, and I think it's also interesting because, you know, as a kid, you're so focused on like the things that you're excited about. And you kind of like get to be bliss, always a lot of the time, blissfully in the position of not having to worry about the logistics versus like you do your trip last week. You're thinking about, like, okay, we have to do the drive. Then like, you know, we're going to do the grocery store run. And like, all of that kind of like comes to mind as things you need to take care of yes. as opposed to just having like the pure unadulterated like anticipation. Totally. Which is the best part. I I actually like that's actually probably why these days stand out so much to me is like you're not like on your GPS trying to figure out like where the nearest gas station is and like yeah. dealing with all that stuff. You're just like sitting in the back seat like probably off in a daydream, you know, like your parents are dealing with all the logistics. <laughs> and like um, they're they're like stressed out and yeah. they'll kind of like snap here and there and you're like, what the hell, mom? Well, you don't say that, but like you're... You're, you're thinking you're, that. You're like, but, you why know. is everyone stressed? It's going to be the best day ever. <laughs> We're about to go skiing. Why would you be pissed about that? Yeah. Exactly. So I live in Portland or mm-hmm. I lived in Portland. Um, Walk me through. So what, what age is this for you? How old are you at this time? I'm nine. This, okay. is, like, this is like fourth grade, nine years old. Um, let's see, painting the picture, I'm like still a little bit, I like some like chub in my cheeks. Of like course. people like pinch my cheeks a lot when I was little. <laughs> Wait, which, which people? <laughs> like my parents, my uncles and aunts. Oh, okay, like, okay, family. Not like, like not a, like at school or like. Not like at school, you're like, whoa, she, <laughs> have you guys seen Naomi's cheeks? I'm, I'm like, like personal boundaries, yeah. people don't touch my cheeks. I was like, Naomi, I don't like those friends for you. I don't <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. They're fat shaming at a young age. Yeah, <laughs> which is like when it happens the most, unfortunately. But yeah. anyway. Um. So, yeah, painting the picture, um, we get up early in the morning because we're an hour and a half away from Mount Hood, which is the mountain we ski at, and 
again, like no logistics to think about. I laid out all my ski clothes the night before. And you and you'd been skiing, you know, a number of times at this point. Yes. Gotcha. Not not our first day skiing, but I will say my brother Priam and I are at this point much better skiers than my parents are. Oh. Like they started us young and then like they stayed on the bunny slopes, the like green circles, <laughs> and like Priam and I at this age are probably doing like blues. So like not crazy skiers, but just like a little bit better. As someone who is like not a great skier, blues are pretty like that's the extent of what I can do. So a fourth grader doing a blue, that's pretty. Oh really? Pretty okay, impressive. we're gonna have to ski sometime. Yeah, I'll take you down the blacks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hard maybe on that. I think also, I mean, it's what's fun about like when you're a kid too in in, in this context is that. You there's a certain like invincibility that you feel because you you know presumably haven't like really hurt yourself very badly or had you know many just sort of like physical ailments and yeah. so you know a lot of kid, the fearlessness that you have just like I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna go fast and it's gonna be fun and then your parents are like I I'm worried about my knees and yes. like, I can't fuck with this yeah I mean that is actually such a good point where it's like you think so far ahead as an adult. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you think like 30 seconds ahead. Yeah. You're like, this is going to be so fun in 30 seconds to like go <laughs> fast. And your legs are like little rubber bands. So like they can just like go down really any hill. And you're like, my knees don't hurt. Whereas now when I go up the ski lift, I'm like, are my knees weak? Like, am I going to have <laughs> arthritis when I'm older? <laughs> so fun. So fun. So fun. Um, so yeah, we're getting ready to go. We like load up the car. The funny thing about my family, and this is like a very loving memory mm-hmm. of ski day, um, is my mom and dad like having home-cooked food at the mountain. So like yeah. my brother and I are like, let's go get fries, let's get hot chocolate at the mountain, let's eat at the lodge, lodge food is awesome. Yeah. My parents are like filling the car with like my mom's like home-cooked Indian food. She has like a full-on like like thermos of tea that oh, she's made at yeah. home, like all this stuff. And... At that age, you're like, you're guys, gonna be I'm embarrassed. About it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, are you seriously gonna like walk into the lodge with like a whole picnic of Indian <laughs> food and like, what are we gonna do? Like, go to the microwave and heat everything up and like <laughs> have to explain to people what we're eating and stuff like and that. And parents like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My my dad's like, yes, yeah. I would like to eat this food at the mountain. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I wanted shitty fries. Like, yeah, come on. Exactly. So we, we're loading up the car, and then on the drive to Mount Hood. I'm, like, passed out in the car. Obviously, it's, like, 6.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Getting up there early. No coffee. Yeah, no coffee, all that stuff. Um, we stop at this place called Draper Farms, and it's okay. this apple orchard. Oh. And so random, and I was, like... Is that is that, like, a... So that's not, like, a standard stop. It's, like, on the way to skiing, let's get some fresh apples from the from the orchard, or is... So this is a serendipitous kind of it's stop? It's a serendipitous stop. It's just, like... So I actually, before this, like, had to Google where we stopped, because I was, like, looking for it on Google Maps, because at that... When I was a kid, I didn't know what on earth we stopped at. Yeah. I just remember, like, we, we pulled off the highway. And then we were there. And then we were at an apple orchard and I don't know like this is again one of those like conversations that my parents must have had in the front seat where they're like oh like we should get some apples or something yeah like, and we're in no way paying attention yeah exactly but this is probably the best day ever because I remember I got out of the car and could not care less about what my parents were doing I saw like rabbits in cages oh. and I was like I'm gonna get out and play with the rabbits oh and so I just, like, sat there for, like, 15 minutes while they were, like, checking out. I think they got, like, apple cider and some, like, apples for the day. Oh, that is nice. It's really nice. Um, and I just remember playing with rabbits and was, like, convinced. And I think I talked the rest of the car up about how I wanted our pet rabbit. Because Ooh. it was so soft and so cute. Um, so that's, like, a very important part of the day for me. I just, like, 
it's like sunny, 9 a.m. at this point, or maybe like 7 a.m. at this point. I don't know. And you get to start off with a surprise. Yeah. You get to start off bunnies? Are you kidding me? Bunnies and apple orchard? Like, that's so nice. We don't do that stuff anymore. We don't just like pull off and like go play with bunnies for 15 minutes and get back on the road. Absolutely not. No. And we should. And we should. Yeah. Um, and we get to Mount Hood. Wait, real quick. Did yeah. you guys ever end up getting a bunny? No. Oh, okay. My, my family is a little bit like, <laughs> we're not like a pet family. Mm-hmm. I really wanted pets growing up and my parents got me a fish. There we go. And then the, do the, trick. <laughs> the beta fish died. I would like play with do. it in the mirror, you know? Have you ever had a beta fish? I've not had a beta fish, but I had like a gold fish, which didn't, you know... Not much Too to much. play with. Yeah. Just kind so, of... like, if you put a beta fish in front of the mirror, it'll puff up because it thinks it's fighting another fish. Oh, that's fine. And so it gets, like, really aggressive. So <laughs> basically by playing, I'd put it in front of the mirror so it would puff up at itself. A little casual psychological torture of the fish. Yeah, love it, love exactly. it. Exactly. As any kid would. Um, also, yeah, I mean, it's, like, not that I would expect that you guys would go, like, that's the kind of thought that, like, as a kid, you'd have, like, I we should get a bunny. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're, like, totally forgotten that. Yeah, yeah short-term memory, it's gone. <laughs> and your parents are like, yeah, yeah, of course we will. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we get to the mountain. We're skiing in the morning. And then, like, this is, honestly, like, if you ask my mom about, like, her one of her top traumatic days, this memory would probably come up. And for me, this is, like, one of my best days. So it's kind of a funny story here. But I'm getting onto the ski lift with my mom. And, again, like, she's a good skier. Like, she is better than she gives herself credit for. But mm-hmm. she just, like, didn't put her poles into one hand, which you're supposed to do when you get on the ski lift. I didn't know that until right now. So she's, okay, cool. Okay, well, yeah. we might not be able to ski together. <laughs> yeah, well, now we can. Now I don't know everything. Anyway. Um, so she has her skis in both, or her poles in both hands. And I'm getting on the chair right next to her. And her pole is sitting across the chair okay. and so I'm, tr- I'm supposed to get on the chair but i now can't There's get on the chair because the pole's there and so we both have our ski masks on i slip off the chair but this the ski lift doesn't stop it's it's like climbing whoa and i'm now like hanging on the chair oh. in like all my ski gear wait a minute so you're literally like you're not fully seated on the chair I'm you're hanging, grabbing I'm... whoa yeah terrifying I was not scared in that moment for some reason. <laughs> I was, like, very confidently, like, okay, I'm only, like, 15 feet off the ground. Like, again, this is the fearlessness of kids. My mom oh. is screaming her face <laughs> off. And the people can't hear her, like, the ski lift operator. And then finally they see me because I'm in this, like, bright pink marshmallow-esque <laughs> jacket. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, like, let's reverse the ski lift. So they're, like, reversing it back down. I'm totally fine. I get, like... Hot chocolate, cliff bars at the bottom. Like, people are like, oh people my are- god, I'm so happy you're okay. And I'm like, I wasn't that. Mom, don't yeah, I don't cry. Know what the yeah. problem was. I was just hanging out. Well, exactly. So, I also feel like in the era of, you know, because it's not like we're that old in like the internet age relatively, but I feel like it's the kind of thing where there'd be certain things that would slip like attention wise, where nowadays it feels like nobody would allow, you know, a kid just hanging from the chair to go up the chair because like if that gets on video the ski resort is is fine yeah, yeah exactly no it's so true like no one pulled out their phones like that thing, that's the <laughs> kind of thing that like you would go on instagram stories and then would like oh, yeah. be like like um what is that um instagram handle jerry of the day it's the, oh yeah yeah exactly it's like all the like ski goofs <laughs> like that people make as non-skiers you'd be the jerry of the day i would be the jerry of the day yeah um and so that's, like, 
one of the highlights for me of the day. And like now we tell the story <laughs> lovingly. My mom hates it because she's the reason that I was hanging off of a ski lift. Of course. Um, <laughs> and then my dad and I would go up ski lifts together. And like we always this is, this is so small to other people. But for me, it's so memorable. We'd always like bump our helmets together on the ski lift. And oh. we call it like a little ski kiss. Because oh. we like, you know, you're like in full gear. Yes, yeah, so you can't do a proper, you know. He can't, he can't like hug me and kiss me. So it's just like a little ski kiss oh that's so sweet and and it's the kind of thing also where i mean just those little routines that you have like with another person and just the little inside knowledge and nobody would if somebody saw you and your dad doing that nobody would like think anything of it but you're like this is our thing yes that we do specifically we do it at this time and it's like you know even maybe inside from the rest of your family and that's just like ah that's the best I exactly that. like i don't even think my mom and brother knew about that but it was just like our little thing <laughs> every time we get on a on a ski lift together like that's our little thing that we do oh, yeah. um and so that stands out to me um at lunch i go in after skiing a few runs and and we got the we got the home brought food <laughs> we got the home brought food so are you at this point so had you been like, so you mentioned earlier in the day, you were, you were, you were kind of like embarrassed about that. You're worried about that. Is that something that sort of stayed on your mind or was it like you got back in at lunch and then you're like, ah, damn it, we have to deal with this now or the latter. Gotcha. I okay. like, I also was like the kind of person who would like get embarrassed about things, but like kind of was like secretly really excited about it, you Ooh, know, like, yeah. so like, for example, like. I just liked being the center of attention as a little kid. It's like when, oh, yeah. when you like go heat up your food, people are like, oh, what is that? Like, you know, they're like curious about it. Yeah. And then I will chat their ear off for like the next, you know, minute or two about what I'm heating up. Yeah. And so like when my dad does things or my mom does things, I'm like, ugh, like classic little kid, like roll my eyes Parents. out. Parents, yeah. Yeah, like they're bringing all this food to the mountain. But secretly I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of fun. Like this is like a, a little thing that we're doing and then we'll also go get the fries and the hot chocolate, but. We got our special thing going. Nobody else is using the microwave. Yeah. Exactly. And I remember like we were heating up these little Indian rice cakes. They're called Idli's. Oh yeah. And um, the guy behind us who was waiting for the microwave was like, what is that? And my dad, I, I don't remember like what the, how the conversation went down, but he ended up like trying one. And then taking one, like, back to his family to try. Oh, the coolest. And I was like, we are so cool. Like, we're, like, sharing Indian culture with these people. It's and so everyone fun. else is eating their shitty burgers. Yeah. Like, paying for, like, $14 fries. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, oh, that's so nice. Wow. Yeah. So that's, like, a highlight. And that, like, kind of reminds me of just, like, what my family was like growing up. It's, like, just, like, very proud yeah. of who we were and like our culture and stuff like that. And we would like try and like bring it to other people. And so I just really liked that little anecdote. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I feel like that's, that's not like a universal experience where it's like, there's uh, as a kid, you're embarrassed of kind of like a lot of whatever your family, you know, when I was a kid and like my mom would take me shopping and oh, I, was, yeah. I was humiliated the entire time. And Cause I had like this image in my head of like, Oh, I should be shopping. I'm like, how would I, if I'm nine, how am I going to go shopping on my own? Like yeah. what, what, who's going to like look at like a nine year old kid and be like, that kid's with his mom. Like, I don't have a car. I don't have any money. Like, how would I, but it's just, it's just how it is. And you know, now I kind of realize like for my mom, that was such a nice, like, you know, I get to spend time with yeah. you this way. This is our little thing. But the whole time I was just like, yeah, I have enough like, shirts already. Like we don't need to do this. Video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to kind of like, 
I feel like a lot of times you get like retrospective appreciation of certain things that your family did or whatever. And so it's cool that you got the kind of like in the moment, something that you went from being like, I'm embarrassed about this. Like, can we stop to like, oh no, we're fucking cool. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I always think about this. I'm like, what are the things that I'm going to do that are so embarrassing that I think are cool (laughs) to my kids? Yeah. I'm like, I know they're going to happen. I just like can't anticipate it because we think we're cool. Like my parents thought they were so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking everything, mostly everything I'm going to do is going to be embarrassing. I'm going to, I'm going to yell at my kids. Well, not like, not like in a good but I'm going to be like, hey, like, come, you know, I'm over here. Yeah. And then, like, free that's hugs. embarrassing. Yeah. Wants, which of your friends wants free hugs? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I just remember that a lot. Um, and the other fun part of this is now I've, like, talked about my dad a lot. My mom would put me on the counter in the woman's bathroom because my feet got really cold skiing. Mm-hmm. And so... I would sit, and I love this. I would sit on the like counter in the women's bathroom and warm my feet on the hand warmers. Oh, that's so sick! And I was just like, why don't I do that as an adult? I just like <laughs> loved it, and I would like chat with people as I walked in the bathroom and just be like warming my feet there. Oh wow, yeah. If I did that now, it would not be very well received. <laughs> I think be you'd like, be a little creepy. Be a little bit creepy. They'd be like, get out of the women's bathroom. You can't be in here. Like, <laughs> also with the Dyson Airblades, not as good. Yeah, like, you'd have to really like stick your feet like up and over. A hole in the thing. Yeah, which honestly might be better for drying and warming your feet, but is like too much of an operation. So, totally. Yeah. Also, yeah, you probably shouldn't go in the women's bathroom. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Okay, so now we're at now we're post lunch. Post lunch, and we're heading back out. Heading back out to afternoon ski How's your brother doing at this point in time? What's your relationship like him with him like at this point? Yeah, so my brother is two and a half years older than me. His name's Priam. Mm-hmm. He has always been the most mature older brother, and what? what I mean by that is like I'm the one who's like, "Hey Priam, like want to do this? Hey Priam, want to do that?" And he's like, "Let's just like chill, like you know, like, yeah. like we never really got into those like." classic sibling fights because not because of me but because Priam would just like elevate above it oh wow that's that's that that's that was my relationship with my older brother is that he would always kind of you know be above it and oh really well largely until i mean i was kind of the instigator in my family where like i would i would i was always starting the shit and so i would sort of like i was not that with my younger brother at all i would be like antagonistic and annoying and then my older brother would be kind of like nice and like tend to me yeah exactly exactly. so Priam is like always taking care of me um so now Priam and I skied together a lot like even to this day like he and I could go to the mountain he's been always been a little bit more of a daredevil than me on the slopes like nice I think that we both have like the same technique because we like grew up learning skiing together Mm -hmm. but he'll be like Hey Naomi, like we should just go do this run. Like it's not that bad. It's just like let's just go do it. Not that bad. Hate to hear hear that in the ski slopes. Right. Hate it. I and I I don't believe you. Anytime you say it's not that bad, it's gonna be that bad. Right. There's gonna be moguls or there's gonna be some like weird rock in the middle of the run. (laughs) Like I don't know. But so he he convinced me to go down this run. Again, like imagine me nine years old. I have like this puffy marshmallow (laughs) jacket on. Like and a unicorn helmet or something fun, yeah. Something like that. I, I like put stickers all over my helmet. Like I was like super like I'm, so, I'm the coolest person out here. Yeah. Um. I was like a, maybe a little too confident as a kid, but that that aside, yeah. um, made it here. Yeah. <laughs> um. My brother was, he like loves telling the story, but 
there was a ska- uh, not a skateboarder, a snowboarder that was coming down the the mountain behind us, kind of like on the same run as us. And I don't remember this, but he Priam was always like, and that snowboarder just like used you kind of as a ramp and like <laughs> went off you but you didn't realize it because your jacket was so fat and you just like didn't feel it and I was like and I remember like seeing him like above me the snowboarder like if I were to like look like think back to that day yeah I'm like, like feel the vision he's up here kind of yeah but I like <laughs> like I would not I didn't fall like I don't remember that and Priam is always like how did you not know that the snowboarder you know like <laughs> snowboarders are like the like teens on the slope with their like oh yeah saggy pants and like they're cutting people off they're just i was terrified of snowboarders when i was a kid skiing just getting cut off and they're they're going so fast all the time and and you're always like they're probably the ones doing like drugs in the trees like yeah like like as a kid you're like your parents are like don't do that like don't go hang out with the snowboarder you're gonna end up smoking drugs in the parking lot (laughs) yeah i would never yeah (laughs) so he just jumps off of wow he just jumps off of me that could have. That's a. That's a bold. I mean. It's a bold claim for Priam. That's a bold. I mean, it's a bold uh, thing for the guy to do, like oh. the snowboarder. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember this fully, but this is like Priam's, Priam's take on it. My take is that he actually just jumped over me, and that's still pretty, <laughs> still pretty bad. And Priam, as my older brother, was like, "Oh my gosh! Like my little sister is about to get like squashed like a bug," oh. and, and then like, like. Like, you know that energy in an older brother? I don't know if your older brother is like this, but he's like, I'm going to go find him. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go get after him. <laughs> and so that's my relationship with Priam, where he's always, like, kind of looked out for me. That's good. Sister. Yeah. That's a good... Uh, I remember one time when I was... Um, I was... I forget why. Me and my brother... My older brother had a park, and I was six, and he was... Um, no, no, no. I was five, and he was eight. Okay. I, and uh, I remember. Oh, we're was, like the same age difference. Yeah, good, good three year yeah. situation. Um, and I remember there, there was these kids. They were kind of, they were kind of rabble rousing. I forget what they were doing specifically, but you know, I was trying to play on one of the things, mm-hmm. and they were kind of being a little exclusionary, a little bit rough and tumble. And I went over to Sam, and I was like, "Sam, can you go take care of these guys for me?" And he was like, uh, "How old are they?" <laughs> and like I had no idea how old they are, no, nor like would I. But I was like, "Well, I gotta." I got to make sure that they're younger than him when I tell him so he's not scared. So I was like, I think they're like six, six, and seven. And he was oh. like, okay. And they were like clearly way older than that. And he was like, I can't, I can't. But like he would have. He would have gone to bat always. That is so yeah. cute. It's like you're like, I need to like protect his, you know, his like fear, like the mind that he's like. I can't go fight someone older than me, but oh yeah, I mean when you're when you're when you're sub ten years old, someone being one to two years older than you is like a, a mile of difference. Yeah, just remarkably. It's actually so true. Like at our age, we're like, oh yeah, like we can hang out with like a big range of people. Yeah, and it's no big deal. When you're when you're younger, you're like, I can only hang out with six year olds. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Now I can only hang out with eight year olds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a like a nine year old. Please, no, I'm not there yet. Yeah, exactly. I'm they talk about different things. Yeah, <laughs> I can't sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nine. So, um. So anyway, so the guy jumps you and or uses you as a ramp. Yes. To to no fate. You you just had several close encounters this day. Yeah. Just completely unfazed and Love unfazed it. by it. I think that. Like, I love, I, I also think I think about this day so fondly because there are so many good stories from this day. Yeah, a lot, like, of, a lot of nice moments already, and it's just after lunch. It's just after lunch, and, like, my family is always, like, like, I think this is the ski day that when we're, like, 
talking about skiing together, we always reference and like look back mm. to. Lovely. Um, but I don't think anything really that memorable happened the rest of the ski day. Like we just did a bunch of runs. I just remember, like at that point, you don't have phones. Like like you know your your phones are in your like our, my parents' phones are in the locker, so like they're not. They're offline, which is so nice because my parents ran a, a company together. And mm. so almost every other time that we were together as a family, there was like, like, yeah, there's always something going on or like they, like one of them had to stay home to like work on stuff. Like even on vacations, like, you know, my dad would be on phone calls and stuff like that. So yeah, skiing, I feel like somehow because you're like in all this gear and like, you know, there's not that good of service at the mountain. It you're just, forced to just be unconnected, which, I mean, it's also interesting because, like, you know, at that time, what would this have been, like, 2004 or yeah. something, like, something like that? Exactly. Like, the amount of connectedness that people were at that time is so minimal compared to sort of, like, where we're at now, but, like, I feel like the, it would feel even more significant to kind of, like, have to be on your phone all the time because, like, that wasn't the default, and so, it, and it's, it's, it's fun that, like, as a kid, that's something that you even remember distinctly, because, you know, obviously, if you're the one on the phone, then that's something that you'll be more cognizant of, but, like, it's, it's cute that you were like, they're like, just here today. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that it was even like being in a different context because we were usually like, you know, I don't know why, like going to the mountain just feels like a different context. And so seeing your parents like do a, do an activity for a full day with you. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're all playing together. Oh, that's such a good point because so much of, you know, as a childhood, the things that are so fun for you, your parents are maybe like watching you do or they like dropped you off to do like a or birthday something. party. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, like play with the bunnies, like do whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then like it's fun to sort of. And, you know, as you get older, you see the way in which, like, oh, as if I was a parent, I can see that it would be very fun for me to watch my child enjoy something. Yes. But then as a kid, it's like, yeah, to see your parents playing. That never happens. It never happens. Yeah. And I think that, like, doing a family sport like that, like, so this day in particular, is, it's like, both my parents are on the slopes with us. Um, yeah, okay, so then I, I think fast forward to, like, leaving the slopes because, like, the... The real fun part for me, like, in the afternoon is, like... Wait, one second. Oh, yeah. Just, my camera has a 30-minute recording. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the real, like, excitement for me is getting back in the car because there's one routine in our family ski trips that we always did on the way back, which is stop at Dairy Queen. Oh, hell yeah. And yeah. so, like, starting around, like, five or so, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for Dairy Queen. And, like, my parents were not, like, health freaks, but they were definitely healthy people. And so, like... Yeah, it was like, Dairy Queen was a treat. It was to be considered as such. We don't do this all the time, but, like, when we're skiing afterwards, we've had a long day, we can go to Dairy Queen kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And so, again, as a kid, like, everything feels larger than life. And so you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get an Oreo milkshake or a hot chocolate or something like that. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um and so the car, let me just like paint this picture for you because we have all our ski gear stacked up. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are in the front. My mom is like in the front seat, like peeling oranges or, you know, things like that, handing them back to us to snack on. Yep. Stop at Dairy Queen. And then the rest of the night, because again, like everyone is together. We, everyone gets home, showers, makes dinner or like orders takeout. And then watch a movie and like it feels just like a full like it's almost like a like an experience that we're like 
in it from 6 a.m. to like when everyone falls asleep watching the movie. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a key component of the kind of like of of some of like the best days that like people remember. Of it's like the entire day was used, where yeah. it's so easy to not use the entire day. But it's like if you're doing different things the whole time, and you get to like you know access different activities, and you have like some chill time, you have some uptime, totally. and that's just and, and it's. It makes time go way slower as well. I think that I think that that's something that I'm I like I'm trying to recreate more in my life right now where we just like days just pass so quickly cuz we're like from call to call to call phone meeting hang out with friend and you just like as adults you like plan every part of your day whereas like this yeah. idea that we were talking about at the beginning where in this specific day I had no idea what was coming next. Yeah. And so everything felt like a new an exciting part of the day. Oh, that's so fun. That's a good point. Yeah, you should get you should get Brian to just like plan a day for you. Don't don't reveal any of the details ahead of time. Honestly, like that's like childlike excitement right there. Yeah, yeah. I should do that. That's such a good that's such a good idea. Well, let me know if you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take notes. <laughs> Brian, if you're listening, yeah. please take notes. <laughs> also, you should be listening. This is a good you appearance. You better be yeah. listening to this. <laughs> uh, do you remember what movie you watched? I think we wa- my dad and I were both fans of rom-coms, like big surprise there. There we go. The origin so, story, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. So I think we watched um or like no, like probably like something like Daddy Daycare, like something like that. You know, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like 9, so we're not really watching like kissing scenes with no, my no, parents no, no, yet. No, no, no. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um but yeah, Daddy Daycare or like I loved um like Agent Cody Banks and stuff like that. So like oh, yeah. definitely like movies that my parents were like it's because like whatever like the kids will also were you when i i remember um when i was a kid i thought every movie that i saw was immediately the best movie i'd ever seen like i i think until i forget oh uh, the first movie i think i saw i don't remember the first movie i saw where i was like that was a bad one but like i feel like every movie i was like this is the best this is so fun yeah because yeah. it's like you have short-term memory again yeah. you're like i only remember what happened in the last hour and a half and it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> and it's also so fun there's a there's a bay area comedian who has a joke about this walker glenn uh but like he's watching like you know movies with his kid and um you know it's before kids have an understanding of like narrative structure so it's like the story's about like you know, Nemo, they lose Nemo. And they're like, I wonder if they're going to find Nemo. It's like, yeah, they're going to find Nemo. Yeah, (laughs) you don't anticipate things. You, like, don't, like, now in a movie I'll sit down and, like, this is honestly one of the most annoying things that people do today. But, like, they're like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. They tell you the whole plot, including the twists. And you're just like, well, cool. Like, thanks for ruining the movie. (laughs) Like, now I guess we can watch something else. Like, And it's also like, if you're right, like, what's the reward there? You could go, haha, I'm smart. I knew it. Called cool. it. Nice, man. Okay. But don't your friends do that? Like, when you're watching movies or TV shows, they're like, this is how it's going to play out. And you're just like, just like leave some excitement <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that I think that there's a dichotomy of ranges of uh, talking during movies and like um, how acceptable. Like, I have some friends who are like, we got to be able to talk during the movie and then have some friends who are like, absolutely no, like we just want to be locked in, et yeah. cetera. And so I think it's important to establish a baseline if you're watching movies with people before, like how much talking is really acceptable here? Yes, that's actually so true. Are you, you're, I'm guessing you're not a movie talker. Uh, I think it depends on the movie type. Okay. Uh, or if it's like, if it's a, if, if it's a drama, if it's kind of more of a serious film, I get sucked into, I like to not talk, but 
if it's kind of a funny movie or it's kind of like we're watching this sort of because it's bad, then like very obviously happy to talk. talk the whole time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so that was that was the best day. Wow, pretty freaking good day. Yeah. Nice. How um and you know had you guys sort of I'm assuming you and your family kind of like continued to go skiing over time. We definitely did. Um, around middle school for me, though, my parents stopped skiing. Mm. And they sat in the lodge and, like, brought their laptops and hung out. Boo. So that's why you can imagine, like, the day that I wanted to talk about was before that. Because it was just, like... We're all playing together. We're all playing together. Yeah. I think that's that's the best part. And, like, there there aren't that many days I can remember where that's the case and we weren't like out of town on a big family trip or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fantastic day. Yeah. Thank you for coming on today. Appreciated chatting with you. And uh, yeah, listeners, check out Meet Cute. Excellent uh, rom-com podcasts and uh, much more content to come. So yeah. thanks for coming on, Naomi. Thanks, Pete. This is so fun. Yeah. All right. Oh, I loved that.